John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Theme tune time. Let's go, John. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. I told you there's no way I'm singing. Come on. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. Yeah. John and Sam in Japan. Never gonna happen. And put your clothes back on, it's just weird. Ah, never! John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Welcome to the show. Here's John. And here's Sam. And this is John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. It's rainy season here, and I'm absolutely hating it. It's raining from the sky, and it's humidity of about 90 degrees, so it doesn't matter where you are, you're literally soaking wet. <laughs> How's things with you? <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, it's all right. Um, it, here, it's just raining, well, but now it's sunny. Um, <laughs> Typical like British weather. It literally changed yeah, in a split four second. four seasons in one day. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if I said to you, Kotoya, uh, what language do you think that would be? Uh, do you, would you have any idea what it meant if I said Kotoya to you? Um, n- no, I have no idea what it meant. And I would take a guess that it was uh, Thai. Yeah, uh, no, they have it's a lot actually of an alien language. Yeah, well, it's an alien language from Keldor, uh, which is uh, where. <laughs> Plo Koon, one of the uh, Jedi Masters, is from. So, yesterday, yesterday I went <laughs> Sorry, to my. Uh, I forgot my do- what podcast we're doing. <laughs> yeah, well, so yesterday I went to my uh, daughter's Japanese school, and one of the families there are moving house, and so they brought like a load of stuff in that uh, to give away. And I managed to get hold of a couple of Star Wars books. I had to kind of shove a small eight-year-old boy out of the way to get it. <laughs> so, I'm sure he deserved it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't have time to use any Jedi mind tricks. I just had to use brute force. <laughs> Was um, it elbow or shoulder? But, oh, shoulder. Ah, uh, yeah. Because he was just perfect head height. Pro, pro. Elbow might have looked quite dodgy. But yeah, so I, I managed to pick up, uh, well, two. One was uh, like a Where's Wally book, but with Star Wars characters in, which I've got because I thought I'm going on an aeroplane soon with my daughter. So that's, you know, something we could both enjoy. Is it a paperback or is it a hardback? Oh, they're both hardback. Ah, good. So they hurt when you crack someone with them as well. <laughs> yeah, it's called uh, Star Wars Absolutely Everything You Need to Know. Um, and it's a it's just a giant massive book full of Star Wars stuff. Oh, go on, ask me a question. Give me a trivia question. I'm a, I'm a medium Star Wars fan, so I probably if it's easy, well, I'll get it right. People like me and you of our age, I think we generally most people like Star Wars. Some people go overboard, and then you get these uh, the other people who you know they don't like it because the people who go, oh, what's your favourite song? And then you'll say you know whatever, and they'll go, oh, I prefer the B side. Those sort of people <laughs> don't like Star Wars. I think we call them twats. Yeah, but you know the the original Star Wars trilogy, people generally like it. Um, but these people have written this book, and it is you know full on nerd level of. Uh, and part of me thinks they just made up a load of bullshit. So well, all right. What is Luke Skywalker's nickname among his <laughs> friends on Tatooine? Uh, uh, Lukey. <laughs> no, well, he says uh, 
His nickname is Wormy. <laughs> that is absolute <laughs> bollocks. That is fabricated. <laughs> yeah. Um, is that a reference to him being in the showers? I don't know. I think he says he spends his free time shooting uh, what kind of swamp rats or something. Yeah, womp, and, uh, womp rats, nick- I think they were. And then, the, uh, then he, sp- he spends his time at the Tatooine petrol station hanging out with his friends who nicknamed him Wormy. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> Um, but I also think that some of these, like, I don't know if the people who have written this, I mean, it's a, pr- it's a proper book uh, released just before The Force Awakens. But I think, I don't know if they've just taken a bit of a, a bit of a, having a bit of a joke about it. Because on the Jedi pages, it goes through all these different kind of Jedis. Did you know there was a Jedi called Yarael Poof? Right? No, I and didn't. He's, 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 uh, and I'm sure this is taking a piss. Does he have a pink lightsaber? Uh, well, you'd be surprised. He's from Queer Maine, from Queer Mia. No. <laughs> he's an expert at Jedi mind tricks and illusions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's got two brains, one in his head and the second in his chest. But his head's just like really long and thin, and then he's got like a little tiny head on it. But yeah, Yarael Puff from Queer Mania or Queer Mia. Who, who's the author of the book? Uh, let's have a look. Adam Bray, Kerry Doherty, Cole Horton, and Michael Cog. Right, let's get let's get onto them on Twitter and see if we can uh, discover if they're having a laugh. Find out. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a proper professional book, and it's a big, it's a big book. Did you know there was a female Yoda character in I the f- film? I don't, I don't recognize. I don't. Rec- these are not in the not in the original trilogy, but in the sort of the the, prequels. the three that they made afterwards. Yeah. I can't remember, but there's a picture of uh, basically Yoda in a wig, and it says there was a female one called. Well, do you want to guess what her name is? So Yoda's the boy. Do you want to guess what the female one's called? Uh, Moda. No, Yaddle. Yaddle, okay. So, there you go. But she's only half the age of Yoda, so oh. uh, she's more than 400 years old. So she's right up my so. street. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so I've got that now, and my wife thinks it's pathetic. <laughs> well, add it to the list. Yeah, was it worth the uh, the physical abuse of a small child to get? Oh, definitely. <laughs> Every page I turn just makes me smile even more, <laughs> knowing how I got it. <laughs> well, before social services get involved, what's on today's show? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow, <laughs> we have a uh, we have a. Oh, I can't even think of another adjective. <laughs> There's many things on today's show, including <laughs> live reporting from Tanavata Festival, the burning question, uh, but of course, first, this. This is JNSNJ News. All right, and now it's time for this episode's news story. So, Sam, what have you got for me? Have you ever really let yourself down when you're trying to keep a secret? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, this man uh, in Missouri, in America, has really, really let himself down. But, well, in some ways, uh, he deserves it. Uh, the story starts A man trying to elude police in Missouri ended up being betrayed by his own backside. <laughs> It's a it's a a bottom heavy episode already. This one. Why was it sticking out? Was he a fat guy? <laughs> well, trying to hide behind a tree. <laughs> There's been a crack in the case. <laughs> yeah. um, it says Liberty Police Department officers over the weekend were searching vainly for a man wanted on a warrant of charging possession of a controlled substance, according to the Kansas City Star. 
the suspect might have gotten away if he hadn't been betrayed by his own butt. It seems the man let out a huge fart right at the wrong time, <laughs> allowing, officer, uh, <laughs> allowing officers to sniff out where he was hiding. Oh. Cops didn't realise the man's identity. Have you ever had a particularly badly timed fart? Um, well, I think as we... Well, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how much of these stories I should be putting out into the uh, public domain. <laughs> but live on the internet literally forever. Yeah. I remember as a kid going to watch... Uh, do you remember the film Young Einstein? I do. I remember me and my brother and sister, when we were little kids, my mum took us to the cinema to watch that. And I must have just had a dodgy tummy because I kept farting in the cinema. And obviously, with two siblings there, we all kind of blamed each other. <laughs> and my mum was absolutely livid. Like, so livid that she... Because we kept doing it for like, you know, I don't know how long, a 90-minute film. And afterwards, when we got outside into the, going to the car, she was seething, absolutely livid. Never never taking you to the cinema again, your animals, that sort <laughs> of uh, carry on. <laughs> Yeah, that's a bit uh, of that one. I, I had uh, a far. I can't remember if I've told this story in the podcast before. If I have, apologies. But I was teaching a young girl, a man-to-man -man, uh, girl. She was like I don't know, seven years old or six years old, something like that. And during the lesson, I thought I would sort of slip out a little bit of a fart. Um, I thought it would be a silent one, but it ended up actually being like a bit of a trumpeter. And she looked at me and pointed and laughed and said, oh, yes, you know, sensei farted, sensei farted. I was like, oh, I know I never. She goes, I'm telling my mum, I'm telling my mum. And it was quite near the beginning of the lesson. So I thought I thought she would forget about it, that she, you know, she would uh, kind of let it go, if you will. <laughs> but she didn't. She, like, she kept mentioning it like, every now and again throughout the lesson I'm going to tell my mum you farted so then right at the end of the, the girl's name was Karen right at the end of the lesson just as the, the bell went and mum was waiting outside we started walking towards the door I said oh Karen uh, could you just pass that book for me over there it was over the other side of the classroom so she went over to the bookshelf to get it I exited went straight up to her mum and said Karen did a great job today but she has been farting in the class <laughs> <laughs> that is <laughs> awful then, then Karen came out and said to her mum, Sam Sensei was farting, Sam Sensei was farting. And the mum said, Karen, he's already told me it was you. Don't be so disgusting. Oh, poor kid. <laughs> yeah, so Karen, I uh, oh. I don't apologise. I uh, would do it again. Oh, that is awful. <laughs> I mean, to me, well, as a, to be fair, as a teacher of a, a classroom, it's quite um, common knowledge within the industry that one of the perks of being a teacher is you get to walk around the classroom, drop your guts and just blame <laughs> yeah. some unsuspected fool. There aren't many perks to the job, but that is definitely one of them. So let me continue. So it says, The nearby Clay County Sheriff's Office got wind of the arrest and decided to turn it into a cautionary tale presumably to discourage others from engaging in criminal behaviour. Uh, a few people tweeted uh, about this incident. Uh, one said, if you've got a felony warrant for your arrest and the cops are looking for you and you pass gas so loud it gives up your hiding spot, you're definitely having a poo day. <laughs> That's rubbish. Yeah, it was rubbish. We would never come out with anything of that quality. No, I may have to cross off my final, my final pun now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was Marcel Marceau, bad. <laughs> it says, uh, Liberty Police apparently appreciated the tweet, uh, not just for the publicity, but also for the opportunity to emit some flatulence wisecracks. And yes, they let them rip. It says, thanks to 
uh, Sheriff Clay County office for airing out a wanted person's dirty laundering and fanning the flames. The Liberty Police Department was surprised to see this incident slip out, which stinks for the arrestee. Fortunately, no one was injured <laughs> during this arrest. Hashtag nervous belly. Quite <laughs> <laughs> a good hashtag. The, Huff- yeah. the Huffington Post, where I got this article, the Huffington Post reached out to the police department, but no one immediately responded. The capture raises at least one stinking question. When the suspect is brought before a judge, will there be an odour in the court? <laughs> Sorry, no. Will there be odour in the court? <laughs> oh, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, uh, obviously, he's not going to be happy in prison, so the headline and title could have been Missouri Guts. Hey, how about that? <laughs> well, actually, I think that pun works on a couple of levels. Well, it does. That's so, no, yeah, I'm not a fucking idiot. Oh, <laughs> uh, well... Well, that's definitely debatable. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a double double meaning joke. That's right. It's a level above just a shit pun. Uh, no, it's a triple meaning. Don't do yourself down. There's three meanings. Well, okay then. Because <laughs> I said it. So, all right, got to break down the three. And then I'll tell you if I am a genius or not. <laughs> so, so, obviously, it's in Miss... Missouri Miss- Guts is not happy. It was in Missouri, and Guts is to do with him. Pass- yeah, it's possible. It's three. I just can't count. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> that was JNSNG News. Hey, what's up? Tokens finest out to artist Miss Funk is here. At my studio here in Kichijoji, I specialize in body piercings for foreigners who know what they want. Just because a Japanese person would never had a bar through their nose doesn't mean you can't. I pierce ears, eyebrows, lips, belly buttons, nipples, noses, and even those secret places only your special friends would get to see. You're guaranteed to look cool when you're walking around Harajuku on a weekend. Miss Funky, I never refuse to pierce no matter how crazy it seems to a Japanese. John and Sam's Top Tip. Hi, I'm John, and this is my top tip. If you ever find yourself in the need to grab some merchandise off a small child, don't use the elbow, as that could be witnessed by bystanders and end up with you facing criminal charges. Slowly pretend to tie your shoelace, and as you bend down, drop the shoulder and shove them out of the way. You're welcome. Welcome one and all to Culture Corner, it's the corner. You can learn a lot about different cultures, but not corners. Learn while having fun in Culture Corner, it's the corner. Words, phrases, metaphors, you'll soon know the score. Find out what they mean with a culture corner team. Okay, and now we're going to have a very special on-location report from Sam, who is at Tanabata. It's a Japanese festival which falls on the 7th of July every year. It's one of my favourite festivals in Japan because it involves street drinking. So we're going to go now over to Sam to find out if he bought any more shit merchandise for his kid. Over to you, Sam. 
reporting live from Tanavata Festival here in Hiratska. It's drizzly, it's a little bit cold, it's July, it should be boiling hot and sunny. I've just bought a banana, a chocolate coated banana for my beautiful son, and it was delicious. What do you think about the banana? It smells like bread. A live analysis of the bananas. One chocolate coated banana costs 300 yen. I can buy five bananas in my local supermarket for 200 yen. So you're seeing the kind of markup that we're receiving here. <laughs> I'm stood here next to the. I don't know what it's called actually, but it looks like you write, you get a bit of paper. You write your wish on the paper, then you put the paper somewhere, and then your wish may or may not come true. Uh, let me also just clarify that this costs uh, 100 yen. So we're talking one pound for your bit of wish paper. You can choose the color. I'm now watching uh, two men sweeping up some stuff before a performance. Uh, they're sweeping uh, bits of uh, ticker tape and uh, stuff, but they're sweeping it into the wind. So it's like the the guy pushing the stone up their hill. It's a bit of a uh, endless task. Not quite sure how long it'll last. Currently queuing for a kebab. Looks delicious, smells delicious. There's a beef option at 700 yen, a fiver. A chicken option at 500 yen, less than a fiver. Luckily I'm healthy and I'm also cheap. So my two tastes collide to the cheaper chicken option. Chicken kebab report coming soon. It's gonna be delicious regardless because I'm absolutely starving. Just had a bit of bad news, read the kebab. I'm queuing up. I'm also buying one for uh, podcast favorite, Mr. Bean. He just popped over, uh, told me he wants the beef one. So he's bought me two beers that cost 500 yen. So I feel like I've got to buy him the kebab, but it's going to cost 700 yen. So for me, that's a 200 yen loss. But obviously, I can't ask for the 200 yen back. That would make me seem massively tight. So on this kebab trip, I am now staring down the barrel of a 200 yen or £1.50 loss overall. Bad times. Same as last year. Uh, I've left buying a present, not a present, I've left buying a souvenir till the last moment. So I'm now stood in front of a bunch of flashing, whirling, noisy bits of plastic. And my son is thinking about selecting one. I'm gonna do my best to haggle with the guy if one is chosen, but also the son's face when I pushed him in front of this selection of plastic shit was less than impressed. Let's see what happens. Had a bit of a result there. The crap on offer was deemed unacceptable to my son. So we are now walking down the road. I mean, admittedly, he's in a bit of a huff because there wasn't the exact flashing crap he wanted. But 
plus point for me. Money still in the pocket, still in the pocket. Just, um, just had to have a little bit of a detour because uh, one of our good friends, Mr. Bean, his daughter decided that she wanted to buy a, a, a typical Japanese festival food, a cucumber on a stick. Some people are delayed for kebabs, some people are delayed for pies, some people are delayed for cucumbers on a stick. Mr. Bean has just found out that the cucumber on a stick has cost 300 yen. Uh, Mr. Bean, how do you feel? Robbed. Absolutely robbed, I can't believe it. It's disgraceful behaviour. So your daughter, or your wife, just bought a toilet. Oh, hang on, we've got a toilet. No, what's going on? Toilet emergency, the cucumber report has to end now. We're just walking past a cucumber place that is selling the cucumbers for a third of the price. Mr. Bean, you must have a comment. Disgraceful, absolutely. I'm disappointed with my wife that she always chooses the most expensive cucumber. <laughs> we were in a taxi on our way home. Has that been a good Tanabata? No. Why not? Because it was stupid. Why was it stupid? Because it didn't have nothing. <laughs> you mean you couldn't buy a little bit of rubbish or junk? Is that why you think it was stupid? Yeah. What did you want to buy? <coughs> I don't know. <laughs> Don't do it. You, you're the duh. <laughs> anyway, I, I must say, from my point of view, it's been a very successful ton of butter. I've managed to go and have a nice time, a couple of beers, a kebab, and I've wasted no money on a piece of noisy plastic. Beep! <laughs> junk. Johnny McBee and Samuel T, two Brits took a shit over a cup of tea. Probably a spot of milk and a crumpet, please. But there's someone else cooking in the kitchen. Could someone answer the burning question? Time for the burning question. Um, this episode's burning question is What is the meanest thing a relative has done to you? Uh, in brackets, keeping it light. <laughs> so. <laughs> John, did, it, did uh, anyone get in touch with you? Yeah, well, we had somebody on Facebook called Dave who got in touch. And he, Dave's a, an identical twin, and he said his brother, when they were both 15, went on a date with his girlfriend by going there just five minutes before Dave and getting the girl and then walking off with her. And so Dave, <laughs> Dave, Dave thought he'd been stood up and then afterwards oh, no! found out that the girl had gone on a date with his brother. That no is, way! There, that is quite horrible. Um, that is really mean. I mean, it's genius, <laughs> but it's <Yeah>. mean. <laughs> my, my Dave, your penis has grown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> How about anybody else? Uh, yeah. Sean from Canada got in touch. He said when he was young, his older sister told him people under the age of 12 weren't allowed to eat bacon. So every time she made herself a bacon sandwich, she didn't make one for him. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) How about you? What's the meanest thing you have done or someone's Uh, done to you? Well, being a parent, God, I've done loads of horrible stuff to my kids. I think the one that... um, (laughs) Social services, I don't know, they won't know where to start with this episode. No, um, I think uh, a very small, light one was uh, when my daughter was probably about three. For Halloween, she just got into the stage of wanting sweets and candy. And so I decided to teach her that Halloween's not just about candy. uh, It's also about the horrors of uh, the supernatural. So I dressed up as a werewolf and then ran in and scared her, completely scared her. <laughs> um, and be, being that it's the 21st century, I assume you caught that on video? Oh, yeah, I'd uploaded it onto Facebook and Twitter. Ah, <laughs> uh, excellent. Well, I'll tell you what, if we're organised enough, we should try and get the uh, audio of that and feature it on the podcast sometime. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I think one, <laughs> one of the things I did, which was me, well, no, so being intentionally mean is different. I think so. I accidentally did something mean to my daughter. I, I cut her hair um, and made a. I did a good job of it, but I did an awful job of it. As in, she asked me to cut her hair, and I cut it way, way too short. Although I did a really good job of it, it just um, she was absolutely distraught, and I felt awful for about a week. So that's probably the meanest but, but thing. That, I've done. What, but you did you do that on purpose, or was it just like? Uh... Lack well, no, of skill. I manipulated it in, uh, into wanting a haircut because I was getting pissed off of having to dry it because it was too long. It used to take ages for it to dry. <laughs> so per being a small sort of five year, four year old girl at the time, I uh, used a lot of reverse psychology to get her to allow me to cut it. But then when I physically came to cut it, I um, cut it far too much, and she was yeah. So. I did feel awful. I did, yeah, I just felt a terrible parent. <laughs> yeah, God. <laughs> Listener, I don't know if you're aware of this, but this is the first time in the many, many years I've known John that he's ever shown any remorse. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. How about for you? Well, being a thoroughly nice man, I've never been mean to anyone. Uh, except that except that one lady I called a woman that time. She was livid <laughs> with me. But... <laughs> the um when i was young uh, i've got an older cousin um nicholas uh and uh he's like four or five years older than me we used to go and stay at their house and i would often sleep in a sleeping bag in his room and then one afternoon there were we, we were playing together we just kind of hanging out i was probably about six or seven and he was you know a few years older and he he said, "Oh, you should get in the sleeping bag, and we'll uh, we'll tie the top up, and then see if you can do like Houdini and get out of the sleeping bag." I was <laughs> like, "Yeah, yeah, okay, whatever you say." I'll, yeah, as naive. I mean, I didn't have an old. I'm the oldest brother in my family. I had never experienced this kind of uh, thing before, so I kind of naively got in the sleeping bag. They tied up the top as he said he was going to. Then he dragged me to the top of the stairs and literally just threw me down the stairs in the sleeping bag. <laughs> Excellent. Was it wooden steps? Uh, I think it probably was, yeah. I don't remember clearly. I don't, actually, I don't think they were carpeted, no. But um, the, the the most callous part of the whole story is that 
when after he threw me down the stairs, he just walked off. He didn't like come and get me. He just left me in a tied up sleeping bag, injured at the bottom of the stairs. Where you belong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. I told him that story some years later. He didn't remember it, but uh, he laughed a lot and said, yeah, that sounds like me. So. <laughs> Well, this maybe I just remember what uh, something I did to my brother when we were kids. He, um, so my brother's like four years younger than me, and one one year it must have been about nineteen ninety one, I guess, or ninety two, and it was the 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 weekend where the football started, the, and Liverpool were playing against Nottingham Forest, and so we we'd gone away for the weekend to stay in a hotel with my mum and dad and my sister. And my other little brother and um, the Liverpool football team were staying at the same hotel as us, and we were little kids and we kind of you know we'd seen all these Liverpool players so we were going across and getting like uh, autographs with them and having pictures taken with them. In uh, my brother at that point, I used to like Liverpool and he he was a Man United fan, and this black guy came down <laughs> came down to reception and I said to my brother oh look quick go over there there's Paul Parker who was a defender for Manchester United at the time so my brother's run across with his autograph book and uh, just said to this random guy can I have your autograph please and this guy fair play to him he's gone uh, who, who am I and my brother's gone are you, are you Paul Parker he went no <laughs> uh, well I I stood there just laughing my head off <laughs> that is excellent yeah. So that's all for today. Uh, that just leaves me to say thanks to everyone who was involved in today's show. Uh, thanks to Ruben VM, as always, of course. Thanks to Itsuki Naka. And thanks to Mr. Bean for his uh, uh, appearance in the Tanabata segment. Uh, but of course, most of all, thanks to you, the lovely listeners. And of course, listeners, we like it when you get in touch. So please email us, Facebook, Twitter, whatever it is. Please uh, contact us. We feel lonely. We want to hear from you. Yeah. And on that note, we did actually get uh, a reply on Facebook from my sister who said, uh, you fed me beef extract, John. WTF. Uh, she said, <laughs> but she did She did actually come up with a recommendation for another burning question, which is, what is the worst thing you've knowingly fed someone? So we'll add that to our <laughs> list. Uh, but as for next episode's burning question, the burning question is, what's the biggest... Uh, what's, what's something that you've bought that you've never used like the most expensive thing that you've wasted money on alright so what's the biggest waste good. of money yep uh, anything else uh, no I think that's all alright catch, catch you later, later. it is time to go that's the end of the show if you liked it write a review five stars or F you and if you want to get in touch, we'd like that very much. Send a tape of your comedy, not a tape, just an MP3. Send us some comedy or a song that is funny. Send us your favorite bit. But we don't want your dick pics. It is time to go, that's the end of the show Tell your friends and your family Or even the people you're married You should 
join in Answer the burning question Send a new story Preferably something we can find about We're on the social media sites Facebook and Twitter day and night It's John and Sam in Japan at gmail.com And if you do this then maybe, just maybe Sam will put his clothes back on junk John and Sam in Japan the international comedy podcast